All right, everybody. Welcome back to the now third episode of Uncalled For. Second. Tonight is a breaking news edition. This is the third episode, Trey. If Second. You follow along because we had our introductory one, then we had a soccer one. This is now three. Well, the second episode of the soccer one. Well, anyway, thanks again for coming back, everybody, and listening. Uh, tonight's going to be another soccer edition, but this is going to be a breaking news edition. Uh, today, Pochettino has been sacked from Spurs. This came to surprise, well, came as a surprise to everybody, um, especially after the international break. It, le- it raises a lot of questions as to why now? Why, w- why didn't this happen a week ago? Why did they wait till today? Um, especially as teams are getting ready to come back from international duty. Uh, what are your guys' initial thoughts to Pochettino being sacked? Uh, honestly, it's just a strange one, to be honest. It's really an odd time to like sack a manager. Uh, I mean, it's not like they're coming off the back of like a really bad defeat or anything. Like We've had the international break going on. And this really just came out of nowhere, to be honest. What do you think, Trey? I'm in the same boat as Logan. Uh, I think it was a surprise. Um, You know, I think it would have been more appropriate to do it after this weekend to see what kind of result they got. But, oh well. Well, going back into uh, Logan's going to get into stats here in a minute. Uh, but I'm looking at Spurs' last two results. Um, their result on in the their last game they played in the Champions League, they won four 0 over Red Star away. I know Red Star is a lesser team, but going away to Belgrade is is a tough one. I mean, for any team, I think actually Liverpool lost there last season. Um, then they played Sheffield last weekend, where they drew one all. Um, you know, Spurs were at home in that game. Sheffield's fifth, so it's a tough game. Uh, if you watched our episode yesterday, um, we talked about the predictions for the upcoming games this weekend, and I actually said that this is the game that Spurs are going to get their shit together under Pochettino, and now he's not going to get that chance. Uh, they were playing West Ham. Um, just kind of seemed like odd timing, like we just said. Uh, it's... I figured if you're going to fire him, wouldn't you do it before the break where everybody can kind of have a refresh and you can kind of take your time in finding a replacement manager? Um, people would know that I'm a United fan, so was Logan, um, that it, you want to take your time in finding a new manager, uh, whether it be you know a caretaker, you want to find the right one, or if it's going to be a permanent manager coming in, you know, even more important to find the right person. Uh, Trey, what are your thoughts as an Arsenal fan of uh, Pochettino getting fired? Uh, it could be good or bad. I mean, from where they stand in 14th place, um, uh, you know, it could be good because the, a new manager coming in, you know, he has to implement a new system um, within a week of their first game. So, you know, the, the first result might not be the best. But, I mean, honestly, it, would, it doesn't even matter because Arsenal is just going to lose also. So, but it could also be bad, too, because if they do end up getting Mourinho and he comes in and turns that team around and we're stuck with Emery, which we have showed no sign of improvement with, 
then that could be really bad. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thing with it. That's a good point you made, actually. Uh, Mourinho has come out now. He's kind of the front runner for getting the job. It's an interesting one. I mean, because you think about Mourinho, uh, the way he fell out at Chelsea in his second stint was terrible. That last season was just, I mean, what did he get? What were they? They were like 14th or something like that when he got fired. Um, and then he came to United, had some success early on, but didn't really hit the heights that most people were accustomed to seeing him hit. Um, now that, and the three year cycle with Mourinho, I mean, it, it came at United, but I don't really know if it was as much him as it was the whole situation, but I guarantee you this, I, I be willing to bet that he is probably more fired up now to prove his worth than he ever has been. Um, and if he can come into Spurs, I mean, if you look at that team on paper, they're the the third best team in the league on paper easily. I mean, so if he can sort out, if they can have a solid back line with the players that they already have that are good, I don't see why he couldn't tra- turn that team into being something serious, especially the way we know he loves to take that underdog role. You know, um, He's seen. He's done it at Porto, um, Inter Milan, Chelsea. The first go around, Chelsea weren't, you know, top of the mountain back then. It was kind of the show of United and Arsenal. Um, so I think he's going to thrive in that underdog role at Spurs. I mean, because everybody's going to be, you know, he can't do worse than Pochettino right now. So, what are your thoughts, Logan, on uh, Mourinho possibly coming in at? Spurs. Uh, I mean, honestly, without him having to spend much money, this team suits him fairly well for the style that he likes to implement. Uh, Harry Kane's a wonderful number nine. He has good hold-up play, as Mourinho likes in a striker. Uh, he's got very solid center back options and very strong fullbacks as well. Uh, he also has the likes of Ndombele, who was purchased over the summer. He would fit very well in the system with Jose Mourinho, and I'm sure that he can get a lot out of Delia Alley. Uh, and he has other creative players that he can use in a more advanced role as well. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Time will tell with him um, if if he does get the job. I mean, I don't really know who else could step in and, and... Allegri. I know I, I saw yeah, some but, Allegri's being thrown around. Allegri's one of those managers too. I mean. He has Juventus. He's had his success there, but I feel like a lot of you know a lot of managers could have gone there and done what he did. I think he's the type of coach. He needs a lot of investment, and I don't know if Spurs are ready to do that. But also, Mourinho's kind of that same boat. Yeah, I was I was um, gonna say that too, because uh, you know, didn't Mourinho get pissy when he didn't get a center back? Oh, that was that was the falling out. You know, we so, finished, I mean, and and you know. And, you know, Spurs have never been really known as, like, a, a buyer a buyer team, so. Yeah. They I mean, one, one other coach that, I mean, could slip in there is, uh, I know Bayern recently fired their coach. I don't remember what his name is. Uh, to, right Kovic off. or something like uh, that. Nico Kovac. Yeah, yeah, Nico Kovic or Nico Kovac, something like that. Uh, I mean, he's really the only other option that I see currently in the market. Uh, there's not that many 
top quality coaches available and Spurs have just let go on honestly one of probably the top five managers in Europe as of right now. Yeah, and I I would agree with that. I know the results well since the end of last season. I mean, I I don't like to look too much at their league record at the end of last season because it was clear that their goal was the Champions League. You know, they are they, were, they were suffering four. from they were suffering from rotations. Yeah, exactly. They have a small squad. You know, they have a good starting eleven, but it, you know their bench is kind of thin. Uh, Llorente last season actually stepped up big for them. I mean, he played better than his ability, I think, at the end of the season. But I mean, it was clear the Champions League was their goal, and I think that they're just. We talked about it on the podcast yesterday that I think that they're just a team that kind of. Um, are at the end of their cycle, and I think that huge letdown of the cha- the Champions League final that was their moment. You know that was their moment to like prove that they're not, you know, they're not gonna blow it and you know, whatever at the last minute like they have with different league challenges and stuff like that. That was their moment, and they they lost it, and I think it just it stole the soul of the club and the players, and just with Pochettino. And I think they've just been struggling. Players wanted to leave in the summer, and um, Daniel Levy didn't let him go. Like especially like with Erickson, I think it's just been well, kind of a, a toxic thing, environment. Another thing for me is too. I still feel like they have that. Uh, how should I say this? Like this this Champions League run hangover to yeah. where they want to like they're trying. They went into the season wanting to replicate what happened you know last year and i just think that it put a lot more pressure on the team too so yeah it's a it's an emotional roller coaster because look at their run to the final they had that game against uh the two legs against city before you know before the well yes so they had the two legs against city where var basically won them the game and the emotion to get through that when city you know were the best team in in the world last season, I would say. I don't think just because you win the Champions League doesn't make you the best team. It's kind of, you know, you can kind of scrape your way through the Champions League um, and get Which to the end. Which is what I think Spurs did, to be honest with you. Yes, I, I would agree. They scraped their way through. Um, but but that's my that was kind of my point. City were the best team in the, in the world last year. Um, but they got through it. That was emotional. Um, and then the game against Ajax. I mean, Lucas Moura with the hat trick and the 90th minute goal. Um, just the emotional roller coaster to get there, and then to have that letdown. Like it, it's it's one of those things where, like, if you're a fan of Spurs, you feel like it's destiny to win it. You know, if that was my team, if that was United, I'd be like, fuck. There's just there's the stars have a line for us, is the way I would feel. And then to have that letdown would be crushing. I mean, I, obviously, none of us have ever been professional soccer players or professional athletes but you know we've played sports growing up and when you lose a championship game it's crushing it doesn't matter if you're a kid or you're an adult when that's everything to you that's you know you kind of feel lost and you want a new challenge and they have the same team they stuck with the same team for years so you know what um i I, i'm going to turn it to logan um, you well, before you read. do that, before you do that, I want to give, I want to give props to Spurs for 
for having that big club mentality, something that Arsenal can't do. I mean, Arsenal are, are, are drawing to Portuguese teams in the Europa League, and it's just like, I mean, there's literally no sign of improvement from Arsene Wenger's last <coughs> last games compared to Emery's uh, beginning of his Arsenal era. It's just the numbers are similar, and Wenger's stats are actually by far better. So yeah. I just want to give a, I just want to give props to Spurs for at least thinking like a big club. I mean, you know, you're in 14th place. There's no sign of improvement from last year. You got to go. So, yeah, I, I think mean, that's a good point. That's definitely a good point because you know I I said the same thing when uh Bayern when Bayern Munich fired their coach. They were in first place. It's, yeah, it's one of those things. They're first they're first place and they lost to. When they lost, wasn't it to a team that was in relegate in the relegation zone in Germany when they lost? But they're still in first place, and they'd been struggling a little bit, and they get rid of them. That's a big club mentality, you know what I mean? That's like you know what this is. Even though we're still first, we're winning. We can see the signs, and we're gonna be okay because we have the system in place to be okay. Where like as a United fan, if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer wouldn't have scored that goal in 1999. He wouldn't be here right now after the run he's had since the PSG game. And that's just the truth. Um, but, you know, that's that's for another time. But, the, you know, this is about Pochettino today and Spurs. Uh, but, I, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Logan so he can give some stats on Pochettino's career um, at Spurs. All right, so I'm going to give a little bit of a rundown of the overall career of Pochettino over the past five and a half years. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so over the past five and a half years, he has managed his side 293 games. Out of those 293 games, they have won 160 of those. They have drawn 60 times and lost 73 uh, giving him a overall win percentage of 54.3%. He's also been Champions League runners-up as well as a Premier League runners-up medal. Um, so just to give a little bit of a comparison for his win percentage, uh, I'll look at some of the past United managers. So keep in mind that Mauricio Pochettino's record is a 54.3 win percentage. Uh, so... Uh, David Moyes' time, his short time for United, he had a 52.94%. Uh, Louis Van Hall had a 52.43%. Jose Mourinho had a 58.33%. And mm. to uh, basically damn Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, uh, he, in all competitions since being appointed, he has a 39.28% percent win percentage uh and Look. in the premier league <laughs> by itself is a flat 30 percent win percentage that's well you also got to put it into the uh uh financial um financial view too you know how much did po how much did Spurs give Pochettino to uh like to fire him was I I saw somewhere it was like probably like I think it was like 12 million i think like that That's you know all right would you here's how i like to look at it would you go ahead and just give your manager the 12 million to leave or would you keep him and then miss out on 
whatever the Champions League gives you. That's what that's how I like to look at things, especially for for Emery. You know, I feel like because you know we had that whole transfer budget thing in the summer of how we didn't have a, a lot of funds. It's just, I mean. I mean, you can't really think, say much other than just big club mentality. I mean, see, the, thi- the thing is, is uh, when you take it by case by case, I think especially with Spurs, I mean, they're in 14th. They're not getting top four um, unless Leicester really slip up or Chelsea do, which is possible. You know, young, ex- inexperienced teams, um, you know, the pressure might, as the season progresses, the pressure might mount on them and they can start you know, getting draws here and there, dropping points, and eventually it could catch up. But I think with Spurs, honestly, Pochettino, I think, is a is an excellent coach uh, for sure. Uh, he did very well at Southampton. He did very well at Spurs and and building them up. And, um, you know, I think he just, like I said, they hit their peak, but I think the time was right for him to go because it wasn't getting better. Because like I said yesterday in the other podcast, you know, it just we all have sat and just been like, okay, you know, we've all just waited for them to get it together. You know, we've just been waiting for them to win a three nothing, you know, three nil, you know, have it comfortable, have it easy, you know, like a top team should every once in a while. But they haven't. And I think it was the right thing. I know what you said, Trey, with the, you know, missing out on Champions League, but that's you know, that's a long shot because it's especially the Premier League, it's so hard to guarantee hey. anything. Hey, last year when Solskjaer came in, I mean, he brought. I mean, you guys were right there in it too. So, well, yeah, we were. We were. I think when he came in around Christmas, we were 13, 14 points off fourth place, and we actually closed that gap and were in the top four. And then we just had a massive fall off. But you know, but and that could happen. That could happen for Spurs. I think if. I think Solskjaer's inexperience probably kind of was why we fell off maybe a little bit towards the end. Uh, but if they got a manager in like Mourinho that put a run together, he knows what he's doing. So maybe it would be different. It's still early, but time will tell. You know, we, we've seen crazier things happen. We've seen Leicester City win the league. So um, anything is possible, I guess. Still early enough, maybe it'll happen. And and but I don't think it was going to matter. I don't think anything was. If they kept if they kept Pochettino, it didn't look like the signs were there that it was going to improve. So I think um, my final thought on him, I think it was probably the right thing to do. He's a he's a great coach. He'll probably do great things. But I think he's it going was to Bayern. Right I'm telling you, he's going to Bayern to win the Champions League. Mark well, my words. I'd be I would be happy for him. What are your guys' final thoughts on uh Pochettino getting fired? Uh I mean honestly for the lack of backing that he has had over these years, uh I can only applaud him for what he's done with this uh tight knit group of players and seeing them develop as they get older. But I think uh being runners up to the Premier League multiple times and being runners up to the champions league last year. I think he's just about squeezed all he could out of the squad. And I mean, if he had more backing, who knows what could have happened and who knows what could still happen if they decide to change up with a new manager and give them a bit more finances. But honestly, he's gone above and beyond with 
the Spurs team, and I think it's time for them to part ways. It's just how it should be. About you, Trey. Um, I agree with Logan about the backing because, like I said earlier, I mean, Spurs have never really been a buying club. They've, you know, they just build their players up. And, um, you know, in, in today, in today's game, you got to buy to win. I mean, every team that wins does it, you know, like yeah. city, they go and splash a cash Liverpool. They go and buy, uh, upgrade what position they need to upgrade. So, you know, I feel like it also, it, I know I, I saw a lot of Spurs fans tw- uh, tweeting that they weren't happy with the decision and, you know, Levy, uh, you know, not buying players and stuff like that. I mean, they've had the same squad for for like God knows how long. So, I mean, it's I just think it was the lack of help from the board. But then again, you know, what do I know? I mean, all right. Well, to close this up, I just I don't think there's anything else you wanted to talk about with Pochettino. Was there? That was pretty much it. Yeah. It was- yeah. Um, I'm going to finish up with this thought real quick. December 4th, Manchester United play Spurs at Old Trafford. I have a feeling if Mourinho gets the job, I could imagine, just imagine him walking on the pitch of Old Trafford after the game if they win. Similar to what he did at Juventus, put his ear up to the crowd and just soaking it in. You know, that'll be the typical Jose Mourinho if he does that. And um, just to rub it in the – and I don't think it would be rubbing in the fans' the fans face. It would be to the to the board at United, you know, kind of one last fuck you to them. So um, that's my thoughts. I mean, this could be – I think a lot of people on Twitter, the reaction was, is this is the end, but you never know. It could be the new beginning. Somebody has to take him to that next step. Um, so if it wasn't Pochettino and Zena his cycle, maybe the next, the next man up can get the job done. But again, anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Um, this was a breaking news. It's, it's kind of a crazy coincidence. This happens the day after we record our soccer, our first soccer podcast, but, uh, we're still going to, we're going to be on iTunes soon where you can, we're on Spotify, we're on Podbean, we'll be on YouTube shortly. So just be patient. Hopefully it gets to iTunes soon. But we thank you all for listening again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Peace.